Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Edmonton Oilers, St. Louis Blues tonight at Rogers Place. 7 o'clock puck drop, 5 30 face off show. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now. Guests on the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse, now open for lunch. Monday through Friday at 11.30 a.m., Bruce Chris, it's the greatest steak you've ever had. Follow the sizzle to 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Rebecca and the staff that Oilers now sent you. Oilers are going to have a challenge in the circle tonight. The Blues are the second-best uh, face-off team in the NHL at 52.4%. Evidence currently 29th. Ryan O'Reilly, 59.7%. So uh, there you go. Uh, Brendan, can you make sure that Craig Simpson uh, can hear us clearly? Because uh, I'm just getting word here that maybe we're having some challenges there. They can't hear the show. So, uh, oh, he should be all right. He should be good to well, go. Let's try here. Craig right now. Craig, you there? You there, guys? Hey, Craig, can you hear me? I can now. Yes. All right. You did, you did your intro, and then you were just gone. So I'm well, back now. Some people would say that's a good thing that I was gone there for a couple seconds. <laughs> I enjoyed the silence for a while, actually. It was okay. No, I'm just kidding. All right. Well, this segment is uh, more about you than me, so let's get right to it. Uh, Ken Hitchcock uh, commenting about the lack of uh, – not the lack of calls, just that there were some yep. things happening. But, I mean, you saw all of it. I know you're on top of it. What's your take? I thought it was appropriate. Uh, timing was good. Uh, gamesmanship was good. You spent the last uh, two, three days, you know, talking about that, not talking about a loss, uh, albeit, you know, one that was disappointing for them, uh, but still on a pretty good string. So uh, I think there are times as a coach, you just have to change the narrative a little bit. You have to direct some attention, uh, you know, away from your team, away from the players. The guys just had. Uh, what, nine games in 16 nights. So, you know, he knew he had a tired club going into that one, and uh, I think it's uh, appropriate. And I think the comments by both he and definitely the comments by Connor were were very bang on. You know, the coach's job is to uh, create narrative, uh, as, he, as he put it, you know, whine when, or bitch and whine when you have to. Uh, he didn't call out 
official by name or specifically didn't want to necessarily talk about the things that happened within the game but uh, I think it was an appropriate time just given uh, the amount of hockey and the things that had gone on and coming off a loss and it's one that just plants a seed it gets people talking about it it creates uh, maybe a you know a bit of a narrative to to watch for and I, I think that was a veteran move by a veteran coach. Do you believe that there should be more calls against McDavid? Oh, I, I don't think there's any question. I, I think they we've talked about this a few times before. The the challenge with him is that you know, as a, as a referee watching, you say there are games where you could call penalty every shift, and you know, I think referees understand that they want the game to flow. They they want to not be restrictive on the game. They want to allow it to take its own course. But uh, the fact that you know he does things at such high speed, and I. Uh, I think that you have to understand that, you know, if it were another player at time and that guy grabbed his arm or tugged him down, the play would die with him and there'd probably be an arm up. I think to his detriment at times, so often Connor is doing things at such high speed. I, I think the officials are expecting that you've got a defenseman with tangle foot, you know, trying to keep his balance, trying to make a play. You get a lot of plays in around the hands that, uh, where a lot of times with other players, the play would die and I think the arm would go up. But with him, often the play continues on. He, he might not get the shot that he wanted or might have to go around the net. But I do think it is a bit of a, a difficult time for some of the officials in the sense that, okay, he still made a play, he still got around, and uh, I think they're a little bit hesitant to be calling a penalty every time he's on the ice. And at, at times, I think, you become numb to it a little bit and you just sort of expect that little bit of an extra uh, altercation because of the speed and the chaos. You know, the speed can uh, create so much chaos and I think that's often what you see with him and I think that's often why he doesn't get the calls that he should. Yeah, uh, obviously, you know, we're, we're agreeing on things, which doesn't make for great radio. Um, yesterday, Craig Simpson joining us right now. We had John Shannon. Yep. And John Shannon said that he believes Connor basically needs to whine and complain more. And I got to tell you, I am not a believer in that. I don't think that benefits the player. Um, we well, both we both have nothing but tremendous respect for Wayne Gretzky. Wayne chirped a little. Certainly, Sidney Crosby did early in his career. Give me your take, Craig. Well, I, I think there's a way to do it. I, I think the one thing that players understand now. Uh, I mean, I did a game last week where even. On the bench, John Tavares and Mitch Marner are having a conversation, and they've got their gloves in front of their mouth. You know, because they players now understand that we've got, you know, 20 cameras, we got uh, ISO cameras, we got things on the bench. That to me spoke volumes about today's player understanding that anything you're doing on the ice is going to be caught. You know, on a good broadcast, you're going to be able to find all those things. So, if I'm Connor, yeah, I, I think back in the day. There was a lot of time where everybody outside of Edmonton would say Gretz is a whiner because, you know, you're complaining and you're, you're calling out the ref. Uh, nowadays, though, you're not going to miss anything. And you're going to see, if you can read lips, which most of us can, you're going to see exactly what guys are saying. And I don't think that does serve him very well. I think what you can do is in the quiet times and commercials are coming out, just have some candid talks and not not complaining, not bitching and moaning, just ask an opinion. You know, what did you see there? What did I miss there? And I, I think that's probably the more productive way. My own personal anecdote, you know, I, 
it didn't help me any and didn't help me draw a lot of penalties because I got so frustrated at times with guys just teeing off and, you know, standing in front of the net and calls wouldn't be made necessarily during that time that, you know, there were times. The, the most frustrating year was that 1990 year. Uh, you know, I had 180 minutes in penalties. And I bet I probably took three, maybe even four 10-minute misconducts near the end of the game for a, frustration bowls over and I don't think that helps you so I think Connor's handling it the right way I think Hitch knows the kind of personality that Connor has and it was his role there to at least draw some more attention at a time where it probably made sense to do so would he get more calls if he just engaged them a bit more but not about necessarily the calls on the ice you know what uh, I mean? Like, yeah, that's what I that's what I mean about the, the quiet times. Yeah, you know, when there's a say, you you can, you know, they they don't want to see a really skilled, talented player being a crybaby and coming to them and complaining about everything. So I I do think, you know, he's at a point now, uh, in his third year in the league or fourth year in the league where you you say. Uh, you got a relationship. You know all the referees now. You know that you know you're a focal point every time you step on the ice. So I, I do think building that trust and relationship. I, I also think there's got to be times where if you know you're maybe not going to make the play, I would almost say engage the guy who's checking you a little bit more so that he's forced to haul you down. Uh, I mean, there that's not necessarily in his DNA. That's what I was saying before of. The play rarely dies with them on those plays. And I think there are times when, you know what, I'm probably not going to beat this guy. Just bring your body into him a little bit. The, the guy is already panicked and, and tangling all over with his hands and stick. I think that's one that would draw the penalty. Now, you also say if your best asset is your, your stick handling ability and your speed, you always got to try to beat the guy and go. And I think that's really a little bit of the uh, – the gray area that's happening right now is so often, you know, he doesn't totally get hauled down, but he doesn't get the play that he should with the skill that he has. And to this point, anyways, uh, this season, it seems, you know, he's the one losing on it. He's not getting enough of those calls. Craig Simpson from NHL Hockey on Rogers. Are there enough calls, period, Craig? 4.8 uh, 4. power plays per team back in 2007. This was a stat uh, that uh, Jason put out yesterday. And uh, now we're down to like 3.2 per, per team per game. Yeah, I, I think I think a lot of that has to do with the uh, knowledge of the players. And like I, I marvel, Bob, every time I do a game, how guys don't hook and hold. Like, you know, obviously my whole career playing – the instinct would be get your stick in there, slow them down. I mean, I, even when I'm playing with buddies or with the kid, you can't help it. It's sort of the way that you were played your whole life and the way you're coached. Today's player, you know, rarely gets into that mode. And it's only when you're really in trouble. Or Most of the tripping calls you see now are one where a guy steps on your stick or you get the stick between the legs inadvertently and he goes down. So I think part of it has to do with, the players learning how to play this game and how not to be in that vulnerable position. Uh, and I think there really, really is a, a feeling go around the league to sort of let the game go. I, I know for fans, you know, if you're the team that's getting all the calls, maybe you do like the stoppage of the play and then another power play. But I think overall people like to get some five-on-five game going and get some tempo. And I think that's been the mindset of the officials going in is to – 
you know, not be a factor necessarily in the game by just calling everything. And unfortunately, though, they become a factor when you see games like that where they don't call anything. So it's a bit of a, again, another gray area that it's tough to call. But I, I think that the mandate there is to try to let the players go and let them play. Ken Hitchcock is 9-3-2 and two as head coach of the Edmonton Oilers, Craig. Why? I just think, like I said from the get-go, when when we've talked about this team, you know, he's he's instilled uh, a think-first mentality of, you know, compete and defend. And I think that's another thing where he'd start to get a little bit antsy and maybe a little bit worried, you know, with his team that four goals against in three of the last four games – and just two in the previous or in his first ten, and I think that would have been the, you know, focus of him from day one. You guys, you got to learn how to defend, or we're not going to win. And it's not going to allow our skill to to take hold. So I, I think from the beginning we thought that that would be sort of the mindset. You have to be a diligent checker. You have to win some individual battles when the puck is available. And he's done a pretty good job of changing the intensity and the mindset of the team. Uh, I think this is a real critical time, though. You know, as any coach, when you start to see four and five goals against in a in a three four game stretch, you get a little bit antsy, and you get well, maybe guys are starting to get away from it. Maybe guys are, you know, getting a little tired or or not quite as sharp mentally. And uh, I think for him, that's why this next stretch. Uh, not only prior to Christmas, but all of a sudden you've got a five-game homestand. This is this is where you really got to dial back into playing really good defensive hockey, which which they have on home ice for the last while. Alex Chason, Craig Simpson is very bright. Uh, seems to understand his limitations. He's now up to 16 minutes a game. He's got 15 goals. Mm-hmm. Okay, Maroon scored 27 playing with McDavid and Drysaddle a couple of years ago, and. Uh, TSN the next fall chose them as the top line in the NHL to start the year. Yeah, uh, is Alex Chase on a better fit than Maroon on the on? The, is this a long term sustainable solution for the Edmonton Oilers? Well, I would say the the knock against uh, Alex for his young career, uh, and even the knock against Patty Maroon. And there's let's be totally clear, there are hundreds of players that fall into the same category. Is that sense of okay you've got your opportunity you you become diligent you become maybe uh, much more aware of how you got to play what your limitations are you know what you have to do as you and i have talked at so long length of you know what do you need to do to stay in the lineup and get your opportunity now you get a chance to make something of it the, the problem is when you have that little taste of success do you become harder at that? Do you become more diligent? Do you become more committed? Or do you feel like you've arrived and you slip, slip, and fall back? And and that's been Alex's situation in the young part of his career. And I would say Patty in the same mode of having a great opportunity here in Edmonton. Now are you ready to put in the work and, and get the focus and grow as a player to take it to that next level? And so, you know, this is the perfect storm for a guy like Alex that expectations were low coming in as a sort of off-the-radar focus on getting your chance with the coach, take advantage of it. The challenge now is take that, and maybe he's at the stage in his career and his life as a, as a young man now to understand what it takes to be an everyday player. And, uh, you know, as I said, there, you could go down the list of how many guys have fallen into that category and not really been able to have any sustainable consistency at that level. 
The Oilers traded Ryan Strom for Ryan Spooner. Peter Shirelli drafted Ryan Spooner. He and Keith Gretzky had a handle on him. Uh, some people think he can play as a third-line center in this league. He's getting a bit of a wake-up call tonight. Give me your perspective on Spooner. Well, he's another guy that falls into the, you know, what are you going to do with your your chance? Uh, I, I think I've always said when things don't go well, uh, there are two ways of looking at it, that it's uh, everybody else's fault. I didn't get the chance. Guys were against me. Coach didn't play me enough. Or you got to dial back into yourself and your inner heart and your inner drive and say, you know, I'm the reason. I got to find a way to learn to be a better player. And I, I think that obviously Keith and Peter, with the history that they've had in them, and they obviously see something that from an upside uh, could be at a real high level. But with that, at times, comes some harsh realities. And you got to find a way to push and prod and, and get a guy to understand that it's it's got to come from the work within. You know, I, we've always said your development is reliant on you as the player. And, uh, you know, it, it's never a good thing to not be playing. It's You get your opportunity, and now all of a sudden it goes away pretty quickly. That You know, I, I hope that he can find some traction here and get, get an opportunity to play. It was a, a deal that kind of came out of left field and, and raised some eyebrows, but they obviously feel somewhere in there there's a player that – has a lot more to give, and the question is, how do you get it out of them? Craig, uh, one uh, one final one for you. The St. Louis Blues have been a huge disappointment this year. A lot of people thought Doug Armstrong did some really good work in the offseason. They added O'Reilly and Bozak to strengthen them down the middle. Um, they don't have Petrangelo right now, and they haven't yeah. got a lot of stops from Jake Allen. But they had a little bit of a blow-up in practice where Robert Bertuzzo... And those were serious punches. Yeah, he yeah. landed some shots on Zach Sanford, who's had a lot to deal with in the last calendar year. He's lost his mother, and uh, you know, wrecked his shoulder. Uh, so, it was was that much ado about something, or is that something? And that because that did happen occasionally back when you played. Yeah, it, it happens around. You know, you can. Usually it's the culmination of, as you said, some personal things with guys, maybe some personal, you know, one-on-one with two specific guys. I don't know the situation there, whether it was specific to those two guys or, you know, you you also find yourself at times in a, in a high expectation, uh, you know, low production scenario that everybody's feeling that heat and everybody feels that pressure and, uh, you know, I agree with you a little bit, the St. Louis trying to make some moves. But the reason why they're making moves is they've been one of those teams that has always sort of been on the cusp and should be better than they are and have that disappointment. So there always has to be something in there with the team and with the makeup and with the character of the guys that something's not fitting. And, you know, even listening to the Washington Capitals guys uh, talk last year, Bob, about you know, they made a number of changes in their lineup and got some guys away last year. And some of them thinking maybe we're not even as skilled a team. But to a man, they were all talking about they were they were a driven group together. They had great chemistry. They played for each other. And I think often that's what gets you over that hump. Uh, you know, and you look at St. Louis. How many years have you seen, Bob, that they're a promising team and, and have had a flame out in the, in the playoffs? And, you know, sometimes those are the lasting uh, consequences of that where you get those kind of scenarios where the tempers flare and uh, the tension is high. Craig, where are you Saturday? 
I've got a weekend off, actually. So uh, Bob Cole's doing the uh, Saturday. This was supposed, well, it was planned on being one of his last uh, games, but I, I see that he's doing, I think, five or six more. So I've got a weekend off uh, this weekend. Craig, we appreciate your time. Take care. All right. Take care. From NHL Hockey and Rogers, that is Craig Simpson. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. We'll step out. Edmonton and the St. Louis Blues tonight. It'll be Cam Talbot against Jake Allen. This is Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 12.57. Val from the high desert of northeast Colorado has emailed the show. Bob, Connor McDavid would get more calls if he accidentally dropped a few Roos Chris gift cards near the officials and then asked, did you drop this? Alrighty, off. Uh, we'll tell you this that you can book now with New West Travel. We got a couple of orders now. Road trips coming up to Nashville and Vegas to see the orders playing two of the most exciting arenas in the National Hockey League. Orders now packages include airfare, accommodation, game tickets, a private suite in Vegas. All your transportation. We'll have welcome receptions as well. Limited space to get on these roadies for the Orders Now road trips. Call the travel experts at New West Travel, 780-432-7446 or online at newwesttravel.com. When we come back, we'll get to NHL Today for elite promotional marketing. We'll hear from Darnell Nurse, and we'll get to some text for Heartland Ford, as well as Jay Woodcroft, all in the second hour after a global news weather traffic update, Eileen Bell. My show, Nighttime, the Canada I discuss is a twisted maze of crime, Missing persons cases, unexplained events. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.